Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Get the Table, another Wrestling Roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, and Andy Murray from What Culture, here to discuss another burning wrestling issue. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay per views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions just like this one, and a roundup of the week complete. With a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Sidgwick and Murray and Gents, we are gathered here today to talk all about Bray Wyatt in AEW and maybe what we could expect. Although, I'll admit that, Sidge, I'm slightly jumping the gun here. We don't know what's going on with Bray Wyatt and his future and it's pure speculation about him going to AEW. But what do you think? There are conflicting reports, enough to justify the content, of <laughs> course. Um, in last week's uh, Wrestling Observer newsletter, Dave Meltzer reported that he was pretty much coming in, or there'd been serious talks, I don't remember the exact wording. And I read that and I thought, ah, <laughs> cool. And then I got a little bit happier when um, Brian Alvarez reported on Wrestling Observer Live that he'd spoken to people who would know, and they were mystified at the prospect, but Dave Meltzer doesn't deal in baseless speculation. He has a very great track record, mm. probably about 95 to 5, 90 to 10 over the years, and there have been a significant number of them. There has to have been something, a conversation, a sounding out, an idea tossed around the room. Surely, if you're an AW, given Bray Wyatt's following, you're thinking, we should have the conversation. Mm. If you're in that room, management, EVPs, our brides, uh, Bray Wyatt's been released. Let's talk about it. It's got a loyal following, ardent fan base. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, before we get into what could happen, if it does happen, devil's advocate for the sake of the ad revenue, <laughs> it doesn't work for me. People in bad faith, and sometimes quite reasonably, will say that, oh God, AEW, it's not the sports thing I thought it was going to be. Well, it kind of is. It's never going to be like wings. It's never going to be like the <laughs> UWFI. Like it's an episodic pro wrestling North American TV promotion, but they build every single match in advance. They announce everything in advance. Um, there's no impromptu matches. There's no asinine developments that make no sense if you actually analyze it for more than one second. There is no world-breaking magic. 
even someone like Abaddon, they are very careful in the presentation to say that, oh, she's like unhinged enough to think she's a zombie, but she's not eating flesh because she's not actually a zombie. Um, more recently, Malachi Black has a darker aesthetic. And look, the lights out trick, it's a wrestling staple. It's something that people have just accepted as something that can happen there. So it's not any overt supernatural thing. The problem is that Bray Wyatt stuff is overtly supernatural, personally for me, to the point of total parody, to the point where you can't take anything else on the shows seriously. And AEW is the creative freedom promotion. Mm -hmm. If he comes in, Longbone Tone, as uh, we've coined <laughs> him in the office, as, you know, genuinely not an insult because he's the man and we love him. He can't turn around to Bray Wyatt, Windham Rotunda, The Fiend, and say, hey, you can't do your bollocks. <laughs> he's like, what? What? We can't do your bollocks here. It's We don't do that mm. kind of thing. And Bray Wyatt's going to go, well, I'm not going to be Husky Harris. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to think, all right, okay, well, it's not compatible. Marie, you must agree with me here. Uh, yeah, I mean... I especially agree with your point about having the conversation. I think when someone of that level of renown and he uh, maybe the most loyal fan base in all of wrestling. I mean, you saw the reaction to this guy mm -hmm. getting released. It was very loud, very vocal. Um, I believe a lot of them are going to follow that guy wherever he goes, independent of it being in WWE or whatever the heck else happens. Um, so when you see that, you definitely go, hey, can this guy add anything? Can this can this guy bring in viewers? Can, he, can we do good business with this without sacrificing the core psychology of the product itself, which is the issue here. I think, you, you know, you heard the creative genius. I've never heard that term used as often as I have since Bray Wyatt uh, got released by WWE. That's held up as his greatest strength, but his particular brand of creativity, I do not believe is particularly compatible uh, with AEW. I think that's a very, very difficult sell. And I don't think Bray Wyatt's the kind of guy who's going to be happy to come in and just do a straight up wrestler. Like, I think Battle Arts Bray would be really funny. Um, but I don't know if he's going to be particularly fulfilled with that. The perception coming out of his WWE release is that he was, for right or wrong, perhaps a little bit held back. I mean, I disagree with this. I personally think that Bray maybe had more ideas come out of his head and onto television than maybe anyone on the roster, mm. apart from a Paul Heyman or a Roman Reigns or whatever. Um, but there's a perception that he was creatively restricted and that some of the worst ideas were Vince's idea. Um, and he would have, I guess, theoretically more freedom in AEW, but the freedom for the things he, going by his track record, would want to do don't have a happy place on that show, I don't think. I, I don't think it's a good fit. I would genuinely be very surprised if he did end up in AEW. Um, you would definitely open the dialogue, TK, fire up the WhatsApp, whatever, whatever. I don't know how you communicate in the swamp. Do they have electricity in those shacks? <laughs> Has he rebuilt the telephone mast after Randy Orton burned it down? I don't even know. But you try, you reach out, send a buzzard, whatever. <laughs> I just don't see that conversation ending up in Bray Wyatt getting a contract with AEW. And we'll talk in due course about where maybe he could end up other than AEW, but let's say for devil's advocate, you know, for argument's sake, Andy, if he does end up in AEW, what should we expect? What version are we going to get? Is it going to be a, a brand new character that he's been working on, you know, since he left WWE? Is it going to be a sort of reworking of The Fiend? Is he going to go all the way back to the... To the <laughs> thank you, Phil, to the, the cult leader gimmick or anything like that? What, what do you reckon? Yeah, the, the Fiend is... 
I think that's a complete no-go from the start. Obviously, a lot of people were speaking about this again when he got released. Can he use the Fiend somewhere else? And I think that that character in particular is just, there's no way that fits in AEW. It's it's not even the goo and the lightning and everything else. It's the just complete no-selling of finishers. Mm. Um, you know, that Seth Rollins match in particular inside Hell in a Cell was particularly enlightening um, and particularly damaging for the accepted psychology of pro wrestling. That's not going to work. He would have to be a really bare-bones version of one of these wacky ideas that he has. So the, the cult leader character is, you know, it, it still had its trickery and its bells and whistles and everything else, but it was a little bit more grounded in reality. If he can kind of reinvent himself as an intoxicating snake oil salesman again, maybe you could weave that in. Maybe you could find a place for him. Maybe you could craft something interesting. Um, but then again, when you go back and you view a lot of these older Bray Wyatt promos and it, change throughout the years and stuff but it's a lot of gasping a lot of words that don't necessarily make a whole lot of sense together they, they don't hold up all that well mm. and that's kind of like the dirty little secret um about bray in general is that the cult leader celebrated and all these other things like before he had the bug match and all this other things that derailed him somewhat but you go back and you review some of that footage and if you sit there and objectively read what he's saying it's not even metaphorical a lot of it is nonsense it's, uh, mm. it's like some of the entrance themes we were dictating before we jumped on the call here. <laughs> Badass is always kicking assholes' asses. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, as far as like people who could work with and everyone else, everything else, Bray's always been a guy to me who's more compelling when he has a really skilled dance partner. I think his list of genuinely great singles matches that don't have weird gimmicks attached to them is very short. Um, but why not just go full silliness with it? Luther, there you go. That's his guy, Luther, and the the what's the little celebrity? That's the guy. The little stuff out of his hands. Put him in Chaos Project or something. I guess you know. I'm being facetious, of course. Um, it's very very difficult to even find a niche for him in this. I think a lot of people would say, "Oh, he's so creative. He could do this mm. and that uh, and everything else." But uh, I think the most obvious choice, in particular, which I assume Michael is going to mention, um, is a big no go. Yeah, Sid, I mean, you've spoken in the past uh, when we first heard about Wyatt's release about him, you know, being incompatible, as you alluded to, with AEW. You, I'm sure you'll talk briefly in a second about Matt Hardy, and that's arguably one of Tony Khan's biggest regrets in terms of the pre presentation of that character. If you had to have a version of Bray Wyatt in AEW, what would you prefer to see? Well, here's the thing, right? The first thing we should also touch on as well, I should have made this point earlier, is that do AEW fans want Bray Wyatt in the promotion? Mm. And that should be the first thing that any sort of booker or management type should ask. Yeah. Do people want to see him? And if the answer is yes, then bring him in. But a lot of AEW fans, when something horrendous happened on Raw, the goo, the doppelganger, remember the Randy Orton doppelganger? <laughs> like people took yeah. the piss out of this and used it as a stick with which to beat WWE. So I really don't think it's very audience friendly. We've gone two-footed on Bray Wyatt on this podcast, right? Like more of a horror challenge than any effective horror <laughs> that he's conjured in <laughs> WWE so far. I will say, right, and I'm going to defend him here, and his fans would probably still think I'm a knob for saying it. They might just say it anyway. I think Bray Wyatt is genuinely quite a gifted comedy performer. Some of those early Firefly Funhouse mm. vignettes, particularly the Muscle Man dance, I don't like 
horror stuff. The Muscle Man dance, like, popped me daft. Yeah. I thought it was legitimately really quite funny in an off-kilter way that appeals to my tastes in comedy. He's done, like, the Friendship Frog thing. It was ridiculous, but there was a certain charm to the way he can do comedy. Could he potentially, because it's not scary. The thing about The Fiend is whether you like supernatural things or not, it simply wasn't scary. I don't think there's a soul on this planet. He was like, oh, it's The Fiend. Can you, can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, maybe when they saw the price tag for those belts. But no, they were like... probably loving it. <laughs> probably loving it. Oh, this makes me look like a right collector here. I think he's got good comedic delivery, an off-kilter sense of humor, and AEW kind of welcomes that. Mm, yeah. Within like scripted guidelines or like a certain framework with Orange Cassidy. He'll never do anything to break kayfabe, but he'll take the piss a little bit when his opponent like is just standing there and more than happy to go along with a spot before they do the lunging punch or whatever. I think Bray Wyatt could play a comedy character of some sort, possibly with an underlying menace. That's it. That's it. They've had a cult leader, but the thing is, it wasn't vaguely, even vaguely supernatural. Mr. Brody Lee worked as a cult leader because he was such a terrifying, monstrous figure of a man playing a Mr. McMahon type for a while yeah. that, of course, people are going to be terrified of him. He was a giant, and he was a colossus, and he was awesome. Bray Wyatt's not that, yeah. in my opinion. Not that type of character, at least. The Fiend is an absolute no-go. Yeah. Just an absolute no-go. This is a company, and I know people will disagree, but this is a company that is so steadfast in trying to allow you to suspend your disbelief that they will go to ridiculous lengths at times to say, oh, there's a camera here, by the way. It probably shouldn't be, but it will have to kind of acknowledge that there's one here. Otherwise, it looks bad and it looks unconvincing, fake, unrealistic, whatever. They're not going to go for anything like The Fiend. No, not even close. They're going to do that with the invisible camera. They've done angles in the past where they've alluded to impromptu matches happening on TV. And Eddie Kingston's outright said, this doesn't happen. This is sports entertainment. Like, you can't do this on a pro wrestling card because they adhere to the idea that it's an emulation of a sporting event. Mm. Whether you think that's bollocks or not, that's what they tried to yeah. do. The Fiend is no part in that whatsoever. So, TLDR, like, do some off-kilter comedy if you must turn up there. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. You alluded to it there. One of the things we often get asked when we do news questions about this is uh, Bray Wyatt and his association with the Dark Order and possibly mm. replacing yeah. Brody Lee's leadership role. That feasible for you at all? No, not at all. Um, several members of the Dark Order, you can tell, are starting to get a bit pissed off on Twitter and socials when people, you know, in nice enough faith, yeah. suggest, oh, there should be a new leader of the Dark Order. For them, and I don't want to speak on their behalf, but I've seen certain tweets going, we don't need a leader, we don't need another one. For me, I, the whole how you treat the Dark Order thing is a separate conversation. Would it be in bad taste to turn them heel ever again? Personally, I would probably say so. I'd rather they just respectfully went their separate ways mm. at some point because this act can't really last forever rather than trying to reboot it under a new leader. Yeah. I just don't think it would ever work. I don't think it would necessarily be in bad taste, but it would be enough of a, oh. Yeah, I think it's quite crass. I think it's quite crass because this guy was his friend and his brother and everything else, and Bray was, by all accounts, yeah, you saw it on his social media accounts, hit him hard. Um, obviously, that was exaggerated by some really bad faith actors in wrestling media and turned into a story that has been proven false about his mental health and stuff. But he was obviously very close to Brody Lee, yes. to John Huber is what I'm saying. Um, I think it's accidentally... And yet, like you say, these 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 ideas are brought up in good faith with the Dark Order and stuff. But um, I I don't know. It seems like a line that we really don't need to draw. I think um, the Dark Order should be should live on in John Huber's identity for as long as that act has legs. If you bring in Bray and like turn it heel and everything else, I I don't think it's bad taste but it's quite close to the line enough for me to not be interested in that at all we've also been asked on the news about an abaddon character working with with bray wyatt and uh, we've spoken before we start recording about you know you, you said about his non you know themed yeah. matches he's probably doing his best work with someone like a daniel bryan of course <laughs> who would you like to see him work with if you had to put him with someone on that roster Daniel Bryan. <laughs> you know it's got like a three and a half star ceiling. Yeah. It's contentious whether he was really overproduced. I think there's maybe a bit more nuance to it. If you looked at the first Firefly Funhouse vignette to the worst of the Fiend appearances, I think there was an element of filtering. However, there's nowhere near enough evidence to suggest that Bray Wyatt, the man behind the performer, can get it done in a straight-up singles match at the level that AEW fans expect. 
Andrade El Idolo has phoned in something that didn't even approach a gentleman's three for me against Matt Seidel, and his buzz vanished overnight. He didn't have much because AEW didn't handle the debut particularly well at all, but people were always under the impression, well, Andrade was great in NXT. He's still, what, in his early 30s. He can't possibly be physically thrashed. Let's give him a chance to see what he could do in the ring. And after that Matt Seidel match, a lot of people just thought, right, he can't get it done. And this is Andrade, man. If Bray Wyatt comes in and wrestles to the Bray Wyatt single standard, which isn't great, I just can't personally see it happening. He's done some fun plunder brawls that possibly won't stand the test of time against the likes of Dean Ambrose before we got to the finish. Did you have a Hell in a Cell match with Roman Reigns? That was actually a bit of a ripper. Whether that holds up, I don't know, but who can he possibly work with? He could possibly reinvent himself on the indies or in a place we're going to touch on imminently. Who knows? The thing is, the difference between WWE and AEW is so unbelievably vast that I would not be surprised one iota if, in six to 12 months' time, Bray Wyatt just becomes this absolutely ace hoss from yeah. the indies. It's like, <laughs> the hell did that come from? <laughs> Dean Ambrose's matches, you could tell he was working hard, but they were like, eh. And the amount of detail and grappling and violence that John Moxley puts in, it's completely and yeah. totally like it's reinvention stuff. Yeah. I think like if he does fit into the company from an in-ring standpoint in any way, all this talk of a trios title coming in, and that seems like a done deal at this stage. Cody mm. basically confirmed it on one of his recent media calls. He was he was good in those those Wyatt family trios matches with the Shield and everyone else. Like they played a solid role, but like those are the kind of matches that allow I, I, I'm reticent to use the word limited, but limited workers mm-hmm. to be able to, you know, not overexpose themselves, only work a few minutes, come in, do their stuff. Um, he's shown he can be an effective guy in that role. So if you were to bring him in and pair him up with a couple of other people, uh, hey, cool, that that might work. That might be that might that might be quite good entertainment, quite good t- television, and everything else. But the thing with Bray Wyatt and everything else is, if you did that, I think that this massive fan base that he has, this very loyal, passionate and loud fan base, I don't think that would be enough for them. I think there would be talks of burials and he's not being used properly and he's he's too creative for this and everything else. So it's, it's a really dicey game across the board. Um, the whole point of this, <laughs> it might sound, you know, otherwise, the way we've expressed our thoughts and everything else, but the point of this to me isn't that he's terrible and he's awful and he should never sign and all of this stuff. It's that breaking down his attributes, he's not a good fit for this specific company. And the in-ring is definitely part of that, for sure. Yeah, I think you're right. It's a square peg in a round hole. Just before we get to where he may work better, just to cut this off at the past, because we often get asked this quite a lot in our news questions, Andy, is, you know, I could list many more. Obviously, you've got Punk, we're anticipating Brian, uh, Christian, you know, uh, Miro, formerly Rusev, of course, Andrade. Malachi Black. Malachi Black. Yeah. I, I could go on and on and on. We often get asked this. Are AEW signing too many people? Yes and no. Um, so this point, you're obviously not doing it because you're holding a conversation on the podcast, but a lot of people on Twitter pulled the, hey, it's WWE, it's another guy, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of bad faith stuff going out there. 
But Cody said it best on his recent media call. You don't wish away good talent. If somebody becomes available who you think you can work with and who can benefit your product and, and work well for your business and grow your brand and everything else, which is what AEW is trying to do, you would be insane to turn them down. No matter how stacked your roster is, no matter what everything else is, if this guy can come in and slot up at a high level, you do it regardless. Uh, and you figure out the rest later on because it's going to benefit you in many ways. So if that's the case with Bray Wyatt, Cool. Let's let's think about it. Let's have the conversation. CM Punk is obvious. Uh, Daniel Bryan is obvious. There are other people out there now who are free agents who I think are pretty obvious. Um, but it does create something of a logjam. Um, AEW has three hours of cable television a week and the two YouTube shows that vary in length between 20 minutes and 20 hours uh, <laughs> at the moment. Um, and they have something like 100, I think it's 111 thereabouts for full-timers on the roster now. It's a big, big number. Um, it's going to get to a point where TV time's at a premium, and it already is for certain people. Then we're going to come round to whenever the next round of contracts expire, and they look at people they're not using, and they're, you know, on, there are going to be redundancies, and mm -hmm. we will cover those as they come up, assessing the situation. Um, it's not going to be a WWE-type situation where they're letting them go in the middle of a pandemic, and they're making $970 million a year in revenue, but there's going to be a conversation to have there. Um, that's that's the answer. That's the answer. You bring people in regardless of the roster size if they can make a difference. But it does create a little bit of bloat, and that is a thing that does need to be addressed, even though these points are usually expressed in a pretty bad faith. Are you worried at all? Um, I've got the same answer, yes and no. Here's the thing with AEW's booking and the framework that drives it, right? It's very deft. <laughs> What they do is have a ranking system and they have certain professional wrestlers send the rankings who they want to book in title programs, whether they are B-level programs, if you like, on a Dynamite or Rampage, like Jungle Boy and Omega, or pay-per-view level ones. In the meantime, there's a balance. So they have the ranking system and they balance that with grudge programs, like actual animosity-laced storylines. MGF, after All Out 2020, having lost his opportunity to um, challenge for John Moxley's title, immediately said, right, I need a stable. That's how people get ahead. That's how Chris Jericho got ahead. Mm -hmm. Fast forward literally one year, this twisting chess game saga has occupied most, if not all, of their time. Mm. That has allowed MGF and Chris Jericho to not be in the title picture. And that has allowed the title picture to exist as this thing that doesn't rely on stars of their caliber. What I'm saying is if you sign a Br Bray Wyatt or someone who actually fits with a promotion and you think, oh, does that work? Because we've got the next lineage of champions worked out because this is also the long-term booking company. You can, because they're artists, ask them for ideas. Who would you like to work with? What story would you like to tell? I would like that to go four months because you're nowhere near the title picture yet. They can do that. Sometimes it's not brilliant, like the Miro thing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's awesome. This Malachi Black thing so far has been absolutely class. So there's no reason not to debut someone when they become available. But the more these names ramp up, you've got your Omegas, you've got your Moxleys, you've got your Punks, you've got your Danielsons. As deft and as balanced as this system is, will the logjam eventually happen you have to think that possibly it does um 
the worst thing is, is that we'll only get the answer to this question when the like the ninth or tenth person too many arrives in the company and it becomes a bit of a mess. Mm. For now, they do a brilliant job, in my opinion, of doing that rankings to grudge food balance. But we won't know until it's too late, in my opinion. Who is one person too many? Who's one person that makes the whole thing feel bloated, the show feel rushed? Hasn't happened yet. We will know it when it happens. I think you're both right. I think in terms of, to use like a sports analogy, if you're an American football team and Tom Brady becomes available, you don't go, no, we've got a quarterback, it's fine. It's like you work with what you've got and then sign them and we'll deal with how we're going to structure this. You know, Rampage will help partially. I know it's only an hour on a Friday, but that will help. And like you say, you've got dark and dark elevation. It's, I think it's on a case-by-case basis. It is not the TNA of old when they just, if you've left WWE, come on in. Orlando Jordan, main event push, let's go. Exactly. But um, speaking of TNA slash Impact Wrestling now, which (laughs) I want to put a lot more respect on the name of the the new Impact Wrestling, uh, in terms of Bray Wyatt's direction, that's somewhere where you think he could actually thrive in terms of where else you could go rather than AEW. Yeah, I, I think that Impact Wrestling, if they're hiring and if they've got the checkbook and if they can meet whatever Bray Wyatt's demands are, you just assume they'd be quite high because he's been like an upper mid card mm-hmm. main event star in WWE for years and years and years. I think it's the perfect fit for him. I think I think it's absolutely ideal because they it's a company that's crying out for people of his level of renown. Um I'm sure the the thousands of people that are very passionate about him on social media and stuff would follow him there. They'd find ways to watch his content, even if, uh, you know, the TV channel is quite obscure and everything else. Impact to me strikes me as a place that's watched more online, like a higher percentage of people consume their content on the internet. Uh, I, like our ups and downs literally is about, I don't know, 50% of their TV audience <laughs> is nowhere near the case for like WWE. If it was, we'd be getting a million views on every video. Um, so I think a lot more people consume that content online. Bray Wyatt stuff is tailor-made to go viral. It would be easily accessible in that regard. But more than that, Impact has an undead realm or had an undead yeah. realm. They have killed people off. They've had whodunit storylines and everything else. They've got characters like Havoc and Sue Young and everyone else. That window is wide open. There's plenty of room for him to play with his particular brand of creativity in that company. I think they would treat him like one of the biggest, if not the biggest star in the room. I think they would let him do whatever the heck he wanted to do, for better or worse. It strikes me as a perfect fit, or as perfect a fit as there can be for Bray Wyatt in this post-Lucha Underground world. Because that would have been ideal for him. They had dragons in cages eating men alive and stuff. <laughs> the fiend is no dafter than that. That would have been ideal. But that's no more. That's no more. Impact just seems like the place, man. If they can uh, find room for Bray Wyatt in their budget, I I think they would snap his little burned hands after TLC <laughs> off. I completely forgot about his chode finger. <laughs> the glowing chode finger when he got incinerated. Oh, wee willy winkies. Look, if you play process of elimination, it's literally the only place not named WWE he can go. The reason why there are so few places for a Bray Wyatt character to work is that he only can really exist in a universe like WWE. And even then, not really. WWE Sports Entertainment, their competitors or their alternatives are professional wrestling. So if you do process of elimination, you can eliminate virtually every single promotion here. New Japan Pro Wrestling, no. Like they are way more steadfast, even than AEW, yeah. in terms of their approach to realism and their framework and how they book their shows and their storytelling. Nope. PWG, 
can't afford them. ROH has got like a pure wrestling title. Yeah. And is very, very sports-based. And it's funny because so many people want sports-based pro wrestling apparently, and yet ROH is off the radar in terms of buzz, irrespective of how good it was. So maybe you're acting in bad faith there. <laughs> um, like where else? MLW. Can't afford them, yeah, surely. You'd think so. You'd think so. Um, and then, it, again, not a fit. NWA wouldn't work. Wouldn't work. It has to be Impact Wrestling yeah. for all of the reasons Murray has outlined. WWE could remain on the table as a destination in about a year or two's time for less money, as sad as that would sound. That's one of the reasons, allegedly, he was cut. Because if you think about all of the returns, they've played their cards now, like well ahead of WrestleMania, might I add, next year. Goldberg, Becky Lynch, Brock Lesnar, John Cena. All their cards have been played. Maybe one or two years will rehab Bray Wyatt's like scorched public image because the exact same thing kind of happened when they screwed him up the first time. And maybe... He loves True Detective. Time, in fact, is a flat circle <laughs> for Bray Wyatt, and he will go back to WWE. WWE are Impact are the only promotions that can afford him and could integrate his particular character into their world. Well, it'll be very intriguing to see as this story develops, but let us know your thoughts on Bray Wyatt's future, Bray Wyatt possibly even in AEW. In the comment section below, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, and subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Plus, you can let us know your thoughts uh, and any questions you've got about this on Twitter at What Culture WWE. Watch there. You can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M. Sidgwick. Follow Andy Murray at at Andy H. Murray. The H stands for Hey. Nice day. Oh, Christ <laughs> almighty. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Wilbur. Follow us all at WhatCulture, WWE. Uh, but this has been Get the Table. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick, to Andy Murray, to you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.